Welcome to the Equip and Encourage Podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. We're about to get rolling. All right. It's time. Well, hey, welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. I'm so honored that you guys would take a little bit of time to listen in this week. Here we are right into season three, episode two of season three here. Just continuing to do this. Next week, I will have a special guest on the Equip and Encourage podcast. Going to be talking about man stuff. Super excited about that. So make sure and tune in next week for the podcast. Well, hey, uh, today I want to talk a little bit, share a little bit um, from a segment uh, from my message on Sunday. I really felt like it would be uh, appropriate to share some of those things with you today. But before we get into that, I want to talk about this week's equipping. Well, hey, one of the apps that I just recently picked up is called the Good Reads app. And the Good Reads app is basically a way for you to track your reading material, whatever it is that you're reading. If you're a reader or new at reading or old at reading, this is a great way for you to leave reviews and also just track what you've been reading. There's a social, um, kind of a social media aspect to it so you can interact with other people. They can see what's going on. Part of the reason why I chose to do it is because at the end of the year, every year I like to kind of talk about some of the books that I've read. It's a good time for me to, to kind of look over uh, those things and, and see what my big takeaways were from the year, pick out my favorite book, the book that I recommended most that year. So it's been a great way for me. I am just started using it for me to track my reading and leave ratings and reviews and, and types of things like that. So again, it's called the Goodreads app. It's great for readers. Uh, if you're not a reader, become a reader. Reading is good for you. Well, hey, I want to share a little bit today um, some thoughts that I had from the message I preached on Sunday. I was talking about making the switch from fear to fierce and talked a lot about Peter, the apostle uh, Peter, who was previously known Simon, Simon Peter. Uh, if you know anything about Peter's story, is Peter often found himself at odds with those around him, especially Jesus. And got himself in some trouble. And we know the big thing that Peter did, the big no-no that Peter did, is Peter denied Jesus. Um, when Jesus was being crucified, uh, Peter was uh, basically fulfilling uh, a prophecy that Jesus told him that that he would deny Jesus 
three times. And that's exactly what Peter did. Peter denied Jesus three times. And however, we also see a switch happen in Peter in the book of Acts. We actually see Peter fulfill another prophecy that Jesus gave him, a prophecy that Jesus told him in Matthew chapter 18, that Peter would become the rock or the little rock that that Jesus has built his church upon. Now, it was Jesus's church. And in this moment in Matthew 18, about the church being established upon this revelation that Peter has about Peter becoming uh, the rock, the little rock that that Christ would build his church. This moment where Jesus says, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus says, and you are Peter. Before that, he was referred to as Simon. And basically, Jesus is saying, I'm changing your identity. Now, Peter did not start walking into that identity immediately. In fact, this is before he denied Jesus, and we see him do some other kind of quirky things. You know, he cuts a guy's ear off when Jesus is being arrested. But we see this switch in the book of Acts where Peter is goes from being fearful to being ferocious. And one of the thoughts that I want to share with you today is, is, is a critical moment in Peter's story post-resurrection. This is after Jesus has risen from the dead, and it takes place in John chapter 21. In John chapter 21, the story starts off that the disciples had resorted back to fishing. Now, when I see this, I'm a little disturbed because Jesus had told the disciples early on, three years before this, to drop their nets and follow Jesus, basically give up their careers as fishermen to follow Jesus. And here we see Jesus post-resurrection standing on the seashore, looking out on, from the seashore and seeing his disciples preoccupied with fishing again. And Peter's in the boat, John's in the boat, some of the other disciples are in the boat, and they can see the shore from the distance, probably about a hundred yards away. And Jesus calls from them. Now they don't recognize this Jesus, they just see this man standing. He's a little bit too far from them. And he asks them if they caught anything. Again, John chapter 21, did if they caught anything, and they said, No, we haven't caught anything. He said, Well, cast your net on the other side of the boat. Now, when Jesus says this, John recognizes Jesus' voice and he leans over to Peter and he says, Hey, Peter, that's Jesus. Jesus is calling us. So Peter, erratic Peter. Peter jumps out of the boat, swims over to the shore, and sees Jesus and starts talking to Jesus there. About that time, the other disciples get there. They had brought in a ton of fish from the other side, and uh, Jesus tells the guys to have, have, have breakfast with him. John chapter 21, verse 15. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? I believe Jesus is talking about the other disciples. Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Then Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question, A third time, he said, Lord, do you know everything? You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Now, when we read this story, we, we can kind of think that Jesus is being a little bit firm, a little bit harsh with Peter. But one of the things that I see in this story, it's a very redemptive 
of the three denials of Jesus, because now Jesus has given Peter the opportunity to affirm his love for Jesus. So these probing questions was not an accusation against Peter's love. It was an invitation of Peter's love. Jesus wasn't rejecting Peter. He was actually reinstating his purpose, the purpose from Matthew 18, the purpose that said, you're, you're the guy that I want to build my church upon. So what I want you to do is I want you to remember that purpose. Remember, feed my sheep. And so, again, I believe the reason why Jesus is saying this is because Jesus is reinstating his apostleship and helping him to see the magnitude of the mandate that Jesus had for him. And the the mandate had not changed. Beloved, let me encourage you in this. You might make some mistakes. You may even reject the Lord, just like Peter did. But can I tell you today, you may deny the Lord. You may uh, stop following the Lord for for a while, or, or you may get way off track. But can I tell you that his plans for you are unchanging. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us this, that the the plans of God are irrevocable. The callings of God are irrevocable. He, he, He will not change his mind about you, even if you change your mind about him. And his plan stays the same. And I love that Jesus is is revisiting this idea of purpose in Peter's life. See, our primary purpose in this walk called Christianity is, first of all, called to love Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then what? Love our neighbors ourselves. So our primary purpose is to respond to loving Jesus by how? By loving what he loves, by taking care of what he cares for. And I love how Jesus gives Peter the opportunity to reaffirm his love and to reaffirm his mission. I believe when Jesus was saying this, asking Peter these commitments or asking Peter of, of his position in his love for Jesus, I believe that Jesus was actually reaffirming uh, Jesus was reaffirming Peter through Peter's declaration. So uh, one of the things that happens right after uh, Peter is, uh, after Jesus is resurrected, is we see this event happen at the tomb, and there's a resurrection angel there in Mark chapter 16. And in this story, we see that the angels are there with, with the women that were at the tomb, and they said this. They said, the angel said, go tell the disciples and tell Peter. See, Peter had been dealing with, with all this rejection, with all this shame from his denial of Jesus. And so when Jesus is asking him, Peter, do you love me? Jesus wanted Peter to say it, but Peter needed to say it. Peter needed to reaffirm his love for Jesus. So again, he was actually affirming Peter through Peter's declaration. And then Jesus trusts Peter once again. And you know, nothing says I love you like I trust you. And so the fact that the Lord would look at our lives and say, you know what, my purpose for you is unchanged. My love for you is unchanged. The fact that he still would want us to fulfill our purpose shows his great love for us. It shows that he is a God that that will redeem us that will not only just allow us to love him again, but he will actually reinstate us to our purpose. So I encourage you, if you've drifted, 
jump back in, go after Jesus because because he is allowing you to not just reaffirm your love, but actually start walking in the destiny. I love you guys. Have a great week. 